Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Starseed Kitchen Podcast. I'm your host, Chef Whitney Aronoff, founder of Starseed Kitchen and High Vibration Foods. This is your source for information to empower you to be a positive seed for change in your community. Join me for conversation where we learn about food, wellness, and spiritual concepts for high vibration living. I'll be sharing my knowledge and learning with you from experts providing insight into nourishing all the layers of you the physical, emotional, spiritual, and etheric bodies, so you can thrive in 5D. Let's get started. Hi, I'm Chef Whitney Aronoff, and welcome to the Starseed Kitchen Podcast. Today, I have the deep pleasure to introduce you to Hannah Miller. Hannah is a licensed acupuncturist in New York and North Carolina a nationally recognized diplomat of acupuncture and a certified holistic health practitioner. Through her signature online program, The Balanced Woman, she empowers women to heal their bodies, master their emotions, and transform their lives through Eastern medicine and hormonal balancing. Arriving to where she is today was a challenging, vital, and passionate process. With the aid of Chinese medicine, Peruvian shamanism, and a disciplined and ongoing dedication to her highest self, she has finally arrived in a place where she can share her own healing process with others so that they may experience their own metamorphosis. Her work is an expression of who she is, and while her degrees say otherwise, she doesn't necessarily consider herself a healer. She is simply a facilitator of this medicine. Well, welcome back to the Starseed Kitchen podcast, Hana. Thanks, girl. Thank you so much for having me again. I'm really excited to chat today. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I really wanted to have you back to dive deeper into your practice and how you support people because what you are doing one-on-one or through online forums with people is very much what I'm trying to do with the podcast is help people understand that um, health and well-being is a layered process. And it takes so many different things, not just food, not just a spiritual practice, not just you know a particular lifestyle. 
to feel good in your body and maintain wellness. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's really well said. It's, it's complex. And that's one of the reasons why I created my online program in the first place was I felt like there was no one place for, for women to go to in order to heal. You know, either things are very food heavy or fitness oriented or, you know, therapy, which is much more concerned with the emotion or the mental aspects of wellness and, you know, true holistic health encompasses all of these things. And the program that I created is founded in Eastern medicine, which is holistic by nature. So you understand because you suffered with chronic inflammation and a frustration and getting to the root cause of your health issues. What were some of the root causes that you found that created the inflammation? Because it's different for everyone and it's layered for everyone. So would you mind sharing what you felt were a few of the things that were causing the mm. inflammation in your body? Yes, I'm an open book. You can ask me anything, um, <laughs> which, you know, it's, it's definitely different for everyone, but across the board, there are definitely certain things that you see with not just you know, not with yourself, but with everybody as a whole. So blockages and pain and inflammation primarily come from insufficient movement of energy, blood, and body fluids paired with any sort of external trauma. So for me, you know, I remember having health issues as a kid and seeing doctors and not really knowing like, where is this coming from? Why is this happening? And for years, you know, I, I really struggled with fainting unexpectedly and obviously freaked out my family, freaked out the school, freaked out all of my friends because it would be, I'd be fine. And then suddenly I'd be out like a light. And I saw so many doctors, so many practitioners and nothing really clicked or made sense. You know, I tried medications and different exercises, acupuncture, herbs, but it wasn't until I was a little bit older that one specific acupuncturist was able to trace the root cause of that particular health issue to a trauma that I'd endured when I was three. So it was, you know, I fell out of a two-story window and was largely okay, but the shock was still in my body. So that impacted my health and was resulting in, in the fainting pattern. So by understanding the root of it, I was able to, I mean, one session with her and it was like magic, you know, like something finally shifted. So even though I'd been treated by acupuncturists and had fantastic herbalists and great Western doctors, because I didn't know the root cause of what was happening, there wasn't a solution. Like nothing really, really made a difference. Yeah. So in your program, what are some of the modalities you help teach people to help them stay well or reduce inflammation or balance their hormones? Yeah. So it's, as, as you know, it's a complex process. Yeah. <laughs> so I've, you know, based on all of my experiences and my education and the experiences that I've had with my um, in-person patients, I ultimately developed a system for addressing every last aspect of who we are. And with everyone, it starts on the physical because plain and simple, if you don't feel good physically, there's not a whole lot of capacity to work on the emotional or the spiritual realms. You know, if you're in pain, that's that's eating up a lot of your consciousness and your energy. So the way that I've organized it is the first month we're very much dedicated to healing the physical body through food, through movement, through you know, resolving blockages of chi and, and blood stasis. And then the second month when the physical body is really well nourished and functioning properly, 
there's room to start to work on the emotional. So the real modality that comes in is a combination of Qigong, um, breath work, but also really deep meditation and working through those emotional blockages, understanding our trauma. And like I was talking about before, and like you really seem to know as well, resolving things from the root. So once the physical and the emotional have come into focus and you just feel good and you have a grasp on your emotions and your mood and, you know, and how you feel in your day to day, it opens up a lot of space to think about how do I move through the world? So we look at relationships, family dynamics, you know, childhood trauma and history, behavioral patterns, emotional patterns. And it's amazing because once you start to make sense of everything and it gets really organized, your vision becomes so clear. And that's why at the end of the program, we really focus on who do you want to be? Like, how do you want to, you know, leave a legacy on the world? Like, what impact do you want to have? How do you want to help others? So it just, I mean, it, it, it's a big program, but and we, we go after all of it. <laughs> it's a transformational program. It is. It and it's really, so how many months is it? Is it three months? Mm -hmm. yes, so three months. it really is a season. You take yeah. a season of your life and then, then you're allowed to transition into the next more freely. Yeah, beautifully put. Yeah, it's a, it's a season of your life. And it's amazing because, you know, think about how many diets people try and how many exercise routines they try. And they'll be so dedicated and really invested in something, but you'll be doing it for months and months and years and years and not really seeing big shifts in your physical body or in your emotional mastery. People will go to therapy for years, years, and it absolutely helps, but it's when everything is paired together and combined holistically in one cohesive system that it's, it's like magic, like watching women just completely change from the start of the program to the end. Can you share some results that you've seen with your clients that have gone through the program? Sure, sure. I mean, I've, I ended up making a whole success stories page on my website because oh, good. I'm so lucky that, I mean, these women are just unbelievably dedicated and they're always so willing to share their stories and put their names and their faces on it. So you can absolutely go in and read those. But I mean, in terms of results, they're, they're varied because everyone's experiences and pasts are so different, but across the board, everybody develops a really healthy relationship with food. So, and with their bodies, because as women, especially that's always a major point of contention. And I've heard again and again, like for the first time in my life, I really love myself. So that to me always feels like, like the big thing. I'm like, I just want you to love yourself. Like I always, like, I love all these women. It's not hard for me to love people. But it's, it's really special to watch them just fall in love with themselves. But from, you know, from a much more like basic perspective, you see dramatic improvements in their hormonal health, steady periods. I've had several women get pregnant, which is always exciting. That's <laughs> and, um, you know, major resolution of chronic pain and issues and suffering such as PCOS, um, PMS becomes non-existent, chronic migraines. I had a woman who had been suffering with chronic migraines God, for oh my God, like 20 years, maybe longer, and had done everything. And within two months, completely gone. They haven't come back. 
So it's like, just imagine what it's like to have all of these issues that have been following you around for years and for many women their entire lives. Mm -hmm. And suddenly it's like, oh, like it's only been a month and everything's fine. Like everything's peachy. I can think clearly and I feel good and my energy is great. So it's, I mean, it's, it's across the board, like really just wonderful results, but That's definitely nice to like it. <laughs> and it's so nice to hear too, that people are getting more comfortable with the food that they eat and they're not scared mm -hmm. because as, as long as you're eating real food and then, you know, it's understanding what is real food these days, your body's going to love it. Your body's going to feel good. And then I'm sure you're also touching on proper preparation of certain foods. You know, that's a big one that a lot of us have missed. So, you know, I've even spoken to women before who think at a certain age, they can no longer eat rice. And really the issue just might be, they just were never washing their rice or soaking their rice um, that, or it's the quality of rice that they're choosing. Like, you know, it's, it's not the rice, not the rice. <laughs> there's, there's other elements that may be on the rice or around the rice or connected to the preparation, but sometimes it's not that the food's actually not the poison. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's just such a key point because so many women, you know, they go on these crazy diets or have these ideas in their head that they can't eat certain things. But in reality, it's just, you know, I mean, there's the emotional component where it's like, what's your relationship to it? Mm -hmm. And the fight or flight response you have around something. So, you know, guilt is one of the topics we talk about so often where women think like, oh, I can never eat gluten again because it creates all this inflammation and there are all these problems. And now every single time I have bread, regardless of where it's from, I have this crippling stomach ache. But then I ask them like, how did you feel when you were eating it? They're like, oh, I felt really stressed out and guilty. I'm like, oh my God, like you're putting your body into fight or flight mode. Like you're in a stress response as you're eating something, as opposed to parasympathetic, which is rest and digest, which is the mode you need to be in, in order to break down your food and actually get something out of it. So if you feel like relaxed and at ease and happy when you're eating something and you're looking at this beautiful loaf of bread because you're in Italy for three weeks and you want to eat it and it's like you just feel happy and grateful, you digest it like it's nothing, like mm -hmm. in and out, no problem, no inflammation, no digestive issues. It's it's like magic. So yeah, sorry, that's a digression, but I, I mean, I love food and I can talk about food and bodies and our emotional relationship with things all day long. So it's just the beginning. <laughs> no, I think it's really important for people to know and be reminded because I think people deep down know that they need to relax when they have a meal. They needed to sit down and enjoy it. And I know we all have busy lives, you know, sometimes I can't even do that, but I really do try my best. And I think we all know that we'll digest our food better when we can sit and take a moment to enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, one of the common concerns I hear so frequently is, you know, I don't have time for self-care. Like I don't have time to meditate. I don't have time to exercise. And I'm like, yeah, totally. Like I'm with you. I'm busy. And, you know, especially working with women, like most of whom have children or they want to have children or they have high pressure jobs. I mean, just taking care of a house alone is absolute mayhem and so much work, but that's why I absolutely love food. And, and I may have said this to you before, but, you know, we may not exercise every day or meditate every day or have an hour for self-care and facial gua sha and acupuncture, but you will eat basically every single day until the day you die. So if you can turn eating into this 
deeply relaxing meditative practice, even if you only have a five minute window, like that's fantastic. You feel relaxed, you feel rejuvenated and, and ultimately you heal just by sitting down and relaxing a little bit while you eat. So I love food. <laughs> you, you found, you found the right friend. Yeah, I agree. We <laughs> well, tell me a little bit more about the balanced woman and the five seasons of the body. This, I always find really interesting because I think you hear five seasons and you think, but I only know four. Mm, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. tell me a little bit about the five seasons of the body. Yeah. So within um, Chinese medicine and Eastern medicine as a whole, everything in life, both animate and inanimate, subscribes to this cycle called the Shen generating cycle. And it's essentially the organized movement from one element into the other. So it goes fire, earth, metal, water, wood. And our hormonal phases correspond to the exact same cycle. So we move through the follicular, the ovulatory, the luteal, the late luteal, and the water phases, which is the menstrual phase. So it's it's really amazing because it actually simplifies the way that our body functions and the way that our hormones function because within each of these elements, there are very specific associations. So each element has specific responsibilities, specific functions, specific duties. And as such, like when you really start to integrate healing practices, such as specific healing foods for the fire element, specific healing foods for the earth element, and so on and so forth, Mm -hmm. that's really how you ultimately create balance. So, you know, to your point, it's like, okay, five seasons, what are you talking about? But you can feel the difference between, let's say like October versus late November, right? Mm -hmm. Like October is like, you're in a light jacket, like it's a little bit warmer, you're out apple picking, and it has a very different energy to it versus like late November, like when, when is the first day of winter, December 21st or something? Like it's so different how the seasons shift, especially in that time frame. Like late November is much colder, more internal. And as such, that season's actually broken into two. So you have your, you know, spring, summer, but then you also have early autumn, late autumn, and winter. So it's it's five. Um, <laughs> so I was going to ask you that next. I always feel like there was information in history out there saying that there were five seasons. And then it's just become more convenient just to break it into four. Yeah, and it is. I mean, it is definitely. And and you can see that in like Western perspectives in hormonal health, they only break it down into four phases. They have you know follicular, ovulatory, luteal, and menstrual. But there's that little in-between phase. There's luteal and then late luteal. So it's it's like Indian summer is what we used to call it growing up, you know, that September, October phase where it feels like this perfect transition time between like the heat of summer and before fall really sets in. Really important time because it's the time of harvest. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I grew up hearing that that time of year was as well. Mm, mm, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, that's what we're entering into right now, which is really beautiful. And and I can't remember if, if you said it or if I saw it online, but just how something feels a little bit different. So right now it's, you know, mid-August, but even still, it kind of feels like the peak of summer has passed a little bit. You know, kids are going back to school and like fall starting to set in. So 
you know, our energy naturally starts to shift and become a little bit more internal. We've been traveling all summer. We've been social all summer. It's been a little bit more wild. We've been eating so much more like fresh fruits, like tomatoes and stone fruits and watermelons and all of the fresh raw greens. But like you'll find towards the end of August going into September, you naturally get excited about like ooh, fall foods. Like we want more cinnamon and apples and pumpkin and sweet potatoes, like really warming, nourishing foods to help replenish our bodies after expending so much energy all summer long. So it's a really, I mean, just everybody loves this season. Even if you don't think you love this season, there's something just magical about the end of summer leading into fall. It's a great transition period. And I love how nature allows it to be a transition because otherwise it would be very extreme and it could be too much for us physically and emotionally. And so it really provides a nice calming transition into completely different foods. You know, if we look at summer foods, they're mostly foods that grow above ground. And then Mm -hmm. we move to fall foods and they're foods that grow right on the surface of the earth or below ground. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So we're like right at that in-between phase, you know, like we're on the ground. And it's interesting too, because that phase, you know, the, the phase that we're talking about in, you know, within a year cycle is also represented in our monthly hormonal cycle, like I was saying. So there's a transition time and we need, we need a little bit of time to do things like we're not black and white by nature. Like we naturally transition from one phase into the next and the way that we eat, the way that we move, the way that we socialize it, it reflects that. Do you encourage women to eat according to their cycle? Do you suggest there are certain foods that you eat during different cycles? Yes. So that's um, really the foundation of, of learning to eat in accordance to your hormonal needs. It's incorporating very specific healing foods that are all um, sourced from Chinese medicine texts, Eastern medicine beliefs, and incorporating these healing foods at specific times of your cycle. And what that does, like let's say for instance, right now we're kind of in that summary phase, but like let's say um, fire, the fire element, which corresponds to high summer, corresponds to ovulation. So I recommend that during, you know, your ovulatory phase, your, you know, internal summer, you eat more of those like above ground foods, more raw foods, more fresh foods, more cold foods. Whereas on the opposite end of the spectrum during your water menstrual phase, which corresponds to winter time, you don't want to be eating a lot of cold raw foods. It taxes the body, it taxes the organs and it's important to instead focus on like really yummy, nourishing food. So, and you can tell like during your period, very few people want like really cold raw foods. Like we want ramen and soup and stews and meat, and we want things that are a little bit more dense and nourishing. Yeah, absolutely. So I learned a little bit about the five seasons when I was in culinary school. And there is a book that I love called The New Whole Foods Encyclopedia by Rebecca Wood. And she has a little introduction at the front that talks about the five seasons and allows you to kind of quiz yourself and then guide you on the foods that you should eat to help bring you back to balance. Are there any books that you recommend for people that want to explore the five seasons further? Mm, That's a great question. I want that book that you just mentioned. Um, So it's not something that is is laid out quite in, in the same way that I just laid it out, which is one of the reasons why you know, I created the program because it's not something that's commonly known. Um, I sourced it from a multitude of texts, 
that really focused more on, you know, if you have a specific element out of balance, so if you have the wood element out of balance, which encompasses the functions of the liver and gallbladder, then it's important to eat these foods. So based on those principles, I selected foods that correspond to each of the elements. And the idea is, is that at different phases of our cycle, for example, like the wood follicular, which corresponds to springtime, the liver and the gallbladder are more active. So by eating foods that really nourish that element, you're going to strengthen it. And consequentially, the strength of that element will naturally lend itself to the next phase. And that's how you create progressively better and better health because one element nourishes the next and so on and so forth. So do you work on like the current season that you're actually in with the client? So let's say it was September, October, that's early autumn. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What, um, what does that relate to? Is that metal? Is that, is it metal? Um, Fire into earth. Fire into earth. Okay. And what organs does that correlate to the September, October time? So fire, which is like peak summer, it corresponds to the heart and small intestine function. Whereas the earth phase corresponds to spleen and stomach function. So we were talking about this a little bit before, how different elements have different responsibilities and different duties. And you can see it in our natural energy shifts at different seasons, both in the external environment, but also our internal seasons. So for example, like the fire ovulatory phase or summer, it corresponds to the heart and small intestine. And the key emotion associated with that time is joy. And that's why we want to be social. We want to be out. We want to dance. We want to be with people and do different things and explore. It's a really like outwards vibrant time. Whereas this transition into the, you know, the earth luteal phase, late summer, early fall, it becomes much more about work. So think about um, like harvest time, like people get down to business kids go back to school, we start to wrap up any projects that we want to focus on. We, it's really like the busy bee time. So it's very important during this phase to, you know, to harvest, to look at like the abundance you've created over the last, I mean, what month are we in? Eight months. And then start to really harvest all of that abundance and nourish yourself and, and reconnect with with the earth and start to turn a little bit more internal. Cause again, summer is like wild, like you're out, you're about. And same is true for when you ovulate. Yeah. Like women naturally have more energy when they ovulate. It's why we want to have more sex at that time. It's why we're more activated, more social, more magnetic, infinitely more communicative and expressive. I'm ovulating right now, which is why I was like scheduling the podcast for today. Um, it's, it's a time that's more, more social, but we have this transition phase right now. And, and like you said, you can really kind of feel it. You can feel like, okay, I'm a little bit tired. I really want to go back to work. I really want to get things done because I want to feel good by the time, you know, winter comes by the time, like the end of the year comes, I want to feel like all of my ducks are in a row and I've wrapped up everything that I've needed to wrap up. That's so true. And this is such a great philosophy for life. Mm, Yeah, it's, it's, I didn't realize it um, until pretty recently that it's, it's a Taoist philosophy, but, you know, Chinese medicine is founded in, in shamanism and, and connectivity with nature and being in the flow of life and 
I was reading a, a Taoist text that I hadn't picked up since my master's. And I was like, oh man, I was like, I didn't even realize that like, this is what I'm doing and this is how I'm living. So it, it really is like the ultimate life philosophy, just living in accordance to your own internal cycle and, you know, matching that up. So it's cohesive with our external environment. Hi, I'm chef Whitney Aronoff. As a personal chef, I created custom organic spices for my clients. These blends are of the highest quality with no added sugar, MSG, caking agents, or any junk. I want you to have the same access to good quality seasonings, which is why I've launched my line of organic spice blends. High Vibration Foods by Starseed Kitchen is my collection of chef-crafted organic spice blends made with only good-for-you ingredients. I use organic source spices, ancient mineral-rich Redmond Real Salt, prepare the blends listening to Kundalini mantra music, then charge the jars with the quartz Giza crystals for a true high vibration experience. You can now purchase my most requested blend, 11 Magic Herbs and Spices, on starseedkitchen.com. Use code STARSEED for 10% off your purchase. Can't wait for you to enjoy. for your book and I'm ready for your journal and I'm ready for all the tools that help me that remind me of the season that I'm in and what I should be celebrating and enjoying because mm -hmm. sometimes we forget but everything that you just explained makes perfect sense and resonates with how I feel right now so sometimes you just need to look and see that what you're feeling is right in line and is exactly where you should be yeah yeah and that's really I mean the nature of my online program. It's funny because you learn so much. It's very, not overly dense, but it's pretty rich with, with information and action steps. But what I hear so often is like, I feel like I'm just being reminded. Like, I feel like I'm just coming home to myself. I'm just remembering like what it is that I actually need to feel like healthy and nourished and cared for so that ultimately I can take care of everybody around me. It's, yeah, it's more of a remembering than, than it is learning something new. Well, then remind us for early autumn, where it's the time of our spleen and our stomach, what are the foods or the cooking techniques that support spleen and stomach? Yeah, so spleen and stomach is embodied within the earth element. And the key functionality of the spleen and stomach, as you can imagine, is digestion. This season is all about breaking down food, extracting nourishment, really like it's the ultimate nourishing time. So think about like all of the foods that are starting to emerge right now, like apples are really important, sweet potatoes, um, just like watercress is really important, uh, radishes, things that what you were talking about, they kind of um, walk that line between, you know, summer and, and winter, like it's fall foods. I always think about like harvest bowls, you know, like you yeah. go to any like farm to table place right now, and everyone has an amazing, amazing harvest bowl right now. So a lot more grains like millet, um, corn is, is um, actually a great food for that transition time. And it's more about roasting. Yeah, you want foods that are infused with a lot of warmth, a lot of heat, roasting, grilling, just like, I mean, so good right now. Really warm, yummy food. It's a good season, one of my favorites. And then um, in terms of spices, you'd want to gravitate more towards like cinnamon, cardamom, ginger, warming foods. Yeah. 
and all the warming spices. Yeah. Got it. Anything that's going to start the digestive fire. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. Yeah. What do you think about hot foods year round? Are you someone that believes that you should be always, you know, having a little bone broth or tea or hot soup? Um, do you subscribe to that year round or how do you, how do you feel? Yeah, that's a great question. So again, like hot foods very much correspond to that late luteal, like um, late fall and winter phase. So water menstrual. So I really recommend that, you know, women especially eat more cooked foods, soups, stews when they're on their periods, regardless of the external season. Um, So I'm a fan of that. And by and large, though, like I usually reserve my heavier cooked foods and soups and stews for the evening. Whereas during the day, like the daytime corresponds to yang, right? Which is masculine, daylight, sunshine. It's a rising energy. It's a vibrant energy. So you want to support that with lighter foods that are easier to digest. So I tend to eat more, you know, raw foods, um, fruits, salads, lightly cooked vegetables throughout the day, and then save my heavier foods like soups and stews and cooked grains for the evening. I love hearing this because this is what I've just always naturally done because it's what feels right. But it's nice hearing from someone who has really studied this and looked into the deep history of why we do this, mm-hmm. kind of confirm those feelings. So yeah. thank you. Yeah, of course. And, and it's funny too, because I mean, you hear so much conflicting advice, so much. And I'm not a particularly contrarian person. I don't like arguing. I'm like, everybody just do what you want to do. But when I'm asked about like, okay, what are your perspectives in health? That's very much what I believe. You want to honor the yin and yang nature of your internal system and also your external environment. So like I was saying, daytime is yang, nighttime is yin. Yin is about rest. It's heavier. It's more feminine. It's, you know, the moon. So as such, like pairing your food choices with that make a lot of sense. Like you want to eat foods that are, again, more nourishing, more yin oriented, more cooked, have more of a downward, heavier nature to them in the evenings because it naturally prepares you for a really high quality sleep. Yeah, I've always compared it to, I want the light stuff. I want the food that's kind of growing above ground or it feels light during the day because I want to feel light as I move around. And then in the evening, I want to feel grounded because I'm, I'm home and I want to be able to finally kind of come down from the high and, and settle in and be at peace. And that makes me think of food that is growing underground or right on the earth or something that's just slow cooked and brings you back. Absolutely. And that's why you look so young and healthy. <laughs> oh, thank you. Oh, got to keep it going. Right. Keep it going. <laughs> God, hopefully the pressure's not on, but you know, just, oh my God. Keep trying doing. to just keep doing the things that make me feel good and the foods that I'm called to. But, you know, even someone like me who has gone to culinary school and studied this and, you know, I even had a class on the five seasons in culinary school, you still need to be reminded. Oh my goodness. There is so much to learn. There is so yeah. much to learn. And it's really, I mean, wonderful too, when you meet people or you read new books that reinforce things that you're like, oh, like I learned a little bit about that, but I want to learn more. And it's really, I mean, it's never over. Like I, I'm looking at my office right now and there are just stacks of books everywhere. (laughs) There's so, so much. And it's like, I want to be not only reminded of things that I've heard and that I've learned about, but I want to build upon this knowledge. And ultimately it's with the idea of being able to better serve people and be able to help them more and, and answer their questions with, with more clarity and more experience. 
Is there anything that you're reading right now that you're really enjoying or anything that's on that list that you're hoping to get to that you would recommend? Mm, I'm looking. <laughs> yeah. There's so many, so many good books. Um, I just started reading this book called The Five Element Orchard, and it's about um, different Qigong practices to implement in order to um, really energize yourself by interacting with your natural environment. So, um, you know, it's, it's become a pretty common practice, especially in major cities to do like forest bathing where people who live in these crazy cities like Tokyo and Paris and New York, they get essentially carted off to the country to go and walk barefoot and interact with the natural environment. And people report just the most stunning things like, oh my God, like I felt so much lighter, more energized, like this huge weight was just taken off of my shoulders. So I started that one a couple of days ago and it's just same thing. What I love about Eastern medicine is that when you understand the foundation, when you understand yin and yang and the nature of five elements, you really just start to understand everything with much more clarity, much more connection and purpose, and it just builds on itself. So even though I'm reading this book on Qigong, it reminds me so much of what's happening in my hormonal cycle, what's happening in the way that I treat my body and the foods that I eat and the relationships that I have and, you know, the work that I devote myself to. So that's what, I mean, I'm like a total Eastern medicine junkie and there are so many books and I'm trying to read them all because they're just, they're different, but really just work so well together. Yeah, absolutely. Each one has like that little nugget or that spot that you have to highlight and go back to over and over again because they just say it right. Yeah. And that's, that's really, I mean, I've never really thought about it, but that's how you know the difference between, you know, a true medicine or not, because there's no conflicting information. You know, there may be a difference in opinions, but it's not the same dramatic conflicting opinions that you see in, in today's modern culture, mm -hmm. you know? not the difference between raw vegan and keto. Mm -hmm. It's all like generally within the wheelhouse, maybe small little tweaks and differentiations, but you know, it's been largely the same medicine for thousands and thousands of years. And even when you read you know, wildly different perspectives in it, they all have the same thread of connection and similarity. Yeah, I think it's really exciting. I just want to find more texts like that because I just, I'm like you, I just want to keep learning. Yeah, <laughs> I want it all. <laughs> yeah, anything else that you're really into right now in the health or wellness space or a new perspective that you've become more curious about? Mm, that's a great question. I mean... I feel like it's, you know, depending on different phases of my life, which you mentioned earlier too, like I find that I gravitate towards different practices at different times. Mm -hmm. And for so many years, like food was it for me. Like I just, I love food. Like that's always been my foundation. And part of that is because personality wise, I'm an earth type person, which means that I love food. I love to eat. I love to feed other people. I love to nurture people. So it fits, you know, it fits within my personality, but as I've grown and expanded and changed a lot, I found that I, you know, I have more room in my life for different interests. And lately, I mean, Qigong has been it for me for the last year. Like I learned it growing up, you know, my mother's Asian, and I also learned it throughout school and in a much more formal setting. But I really started to place emphasis on it because I, you know, since I've moved, I don't have my own acupuncturist here. So the beauty of Qigong is that you essentially become your own healer. 
you move your own energy, you move through your own blockages. And it's a practice that I, I try to turn every single person I meet on to because, you know, we can't always afford acupuncture or there aren't always phenomenal acupuncturists at our disposal. So if we can implement these little practices that will accomplish the same thing, that will help us move our chi and blood, that will help us resolve emotional blockages and regulate our nervous system, like why would we not do it? So I've become like such a fanatic. It's, it's kind of funny. My my husband thinks I'm nuts, but I I really like it. My my neighbors also think I'm nuts because I'm outside in you know at seven in the morning doing all these postures surrounded by like really old school Southern people. So I was wondering if you do it with a group of people or do you just do it on your own? Yeah, I just do it on my own. Um, we, so I, I think I've told you, but my husband and I moved from New York to North Carolina um, a couple years ago now. And I love our community, but we live in, you know, an older neighborhood and it's a lot of like, like I said, old school Southern people born and raised in the South. And they're so sweet, so accommodating, but they, yeah, no one wants to do it with me down here. Not yet, but it's, it's awesome because it can be practiced by anyone at any time. And even for, you know, for the women who are unable to exercise or have had surgeries or any number of reasons why you can't move, like Qigong can be practiced in any physical state that you're in anywhere. You just might get some funny looks. So <laughs> Well, you also mentioned something that I'm curious about. You mentioned that you're connected to earth energy, that like that you're more earth. Is that because of your astrological sign or what makes you more earth? Yeah, so it's a combination of factors. Um, and that's a whole um, whole module that I devote to in, in The Balanced Woman is helping women really understand like what is my unique elemental leaning? So it's a confluence of factors. It does have to do to a certain extent with your Chinese zodiac sign and you know the stars you were born under and what your unique purpose is, but it also is combined with your family dynamics, your unique upbringing, the foods you ate growing up, the interests that you were able to explore, your passions, and you know in terms of determining your your elemental personality. It also comes down to Oh, I mean, so many different factors. It's it's complicated, but you know your vulnerabilities. So physically speaking, like how do you show up? Like what are your unique imbalances? Because it's often in um, the imbalances that it becomes much more clear what type of person this is. And then there's a whole other branch of Chinese medicine called Chinese face reading. Yeah. Which, yeah, which I love, and it's love. So, amazing, so good. So it's it's written all over people's face what element they are. So that combined with birth chart is usually what I reach towards when when helping someone determine their. So their you will love Rebecca Wood's book that I mentioned earlier, the New Whole Foods Encyclopedia, because she's a face reader. Oh, oh, okay. I gotta write that down. Yes. So I will down after. But yes. This was yeah. This was required reading when I was in culinary school, mm. and she's a Chinese face reader. She lives in Northern California, mm. and. And that's why in her book, her book is basically, you can look up any fruit, vegetable, grain, seed. If it's edible, it's in the book. And it talks about where it's originally from, how it's grown, what organs it supports, what energy it supports, um, and the proper ways to prepare it. And then at the beginning of the book is a little quiz about the five seasons to figure out where you are and what you need to nourish. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. 
I mean, that's so fascinating, so good. And like I said, but it's it changes. So in order to determine someone's actual constitution, you kind of have to muddle through, like, how are they presenting right now? So in New York, you may be inclined to think like, oh, everybody's a wood type personality. They're ambitious, they're driven, they're hardworking, they're goal oriented. They're, you know, I mean, really fierce, but also prone towards extraordinary stress. And therefore they have, you know, tight necks and shoulders, like a lot of tension in their body, prone to migraines, tension headaches, um, difficulty digesting fatty foods, difficulty digesting spicy foods, um, can't drink alcohol, coffee exacerbates things, ulcers. But it's just because they live in New York, you know? So <laughs> not everyone in New York is a wood type personality, yeah. but they're all prone towards wood oriented pathologies because of the environment, because of you know, that's a perfect example of how your internal environment gets kind of put on the back burner when your external environment is incredibly dominant. So you may, yeah. So basically everyone in New York or any major city needs to work on their wood element, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're wood personalities. How did your health change when you moved out of New York City? Ooh, hallelujah. <laughs> so, I mean, we, we really miss New York. My husband's like a born and raised New Yorker, but um, I developed some pretty severe health issues living there, um, just from the stress. And it, I mean, most likely it was combined with the fact that I was getting my master's at the same time. But yeah, like I was really struggling with some pretty severe digestive issues, IBS, um, chronic fatigue, a lot of um, nasty migraines, insomnia, like you name it. It was, yeah. I was experiencing it, hormonal issues, bad periods, um, which is funny because I was in school to become a healer and an acupuncturist. Mm -hmm. It's usually the time when everyone's health is the worst. Uh, so moving and just being in a place that's surrounded by nature, like we live on, you know, an acre property surrounded by trees and we have a garden and it's, it took time, but it was in, you know, within about a year, everything went back to normal. Like everything's fine. Like my skin's fine. My dandruff is gone. My digestion's good to go. I very rarely get headaches. My energy's significantly better I sleep well like it's it's like night and day so super important time but I'm happy to be here <laughs> well that's so good to hear and I and I hope that gives um people who are listening um you know some hope that if they feel stuck there is so many ways that they can move that stuck energy and they can go back to feeling good again or better than they've ever felt um, at any time. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, our, our bodies know how to heal. Mm -hmm. Like, we intuitively know how to heal. Our emotions know how to heal. There's a reason why, like, you know, when it comes to traumatic experiences, we don't even necessarily remember them if they're from childhood. And it's because our bodies are like, nope, like, beyond our capacity, you don't need to deal with this right now. Let me just shove it away for a while and we'll you know we'll deal with it when you're strong enough when you're capable like we always know what we're doing not consciously but subconsciously everything works the way that it's meant to work so when it comes to you know a healing journey and and really diving deep into this practice and letting things come up and working through the resolution of blockages we do so when we're ready and we have the capacity to to embrace them. Yeah. And I know everyone will find your program when they're ready. And I hope they find it sooner or later because it sounds like the most amazing all-encompassing program. And um, and I hope 
the people that are drawn to this episode of the podcast, you know, keep moving forward with their wellness experience and move forward and find you. Yeah, I hope so too. And, and again, it's, I have faith. Like I never, you know, I push people when they need to be pushed, but by and large, like I've attracted just the most incredible group of women. And it's definitely a testament to why their results have been so dramatic Mm -hmm. because they're all ready for it. Like they are ready to put in the time, put in the effort and put in, you know, put things into practice so that they can actually heal in a a deeply meaningful, but also a profound and lifelong fashion. So when you're ready, it is there for you. I'm not going anywhere. (laughs) Well, where can people go to learn more about you, your program and stay connected with you? Yeah. So, I mean, um, the balanced healer is my Instagram handle. Um, it's B-A-L-A-N-C-E-D, um, Balanced Healer is my Instagram, and the uh, website is uh, thebalancedwomansystem.com, but yeah, Instagram's usually the easiest way, just because I've got my link tree with all the things on it, so you can connect out from there. Yeah, and it's a great place to go for little teachings. If you just want to get more familiar with Hana's philosophy, It's a great place to go to get like bite-sized information that can just help move you forward and prepare you for her program. You do a great job putting out, you know, incredible and valuable free content. And I know that takes a lot of time. It's really impressive. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And it's, you know, I, I think back to like my core mission of doing this in the first place for years, like before my program, before my master's program and during it and afterwards, I kept asking myself, like, how do I make Eastern medicine accessible? Like, I want people to be able to implement these practices wherever they are and not have to rely on an acupuncturist or a healer or anybody else. Like, I want them to be able to be their own healers. So my Instagram is like a little mini version of that. It's acupressure and qigong and eating well and meditation. So yeah, I mean, I, I love creating it, but it's, you know, it's, it's a gift. <laughs> I want people to benefit and not have to pay me for it. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for your time today. Um, and thank you to the listeners for tuning into this episode of the podcast. And if you enjoyed our conversation, please share this episode with a friend or a family member that you think this information can support and be sure to subscribe to get more of this wonderful, positive, uplifting content. And thank you for being a part of the Starseed Kitchen community. And thank you for your time today, Hannah. Thank you so much. And thank you again for having me. It's just so good to see you and talk about all the things that I love to talk about. (laughs) Me too, anytime. And um, and so nice seeing you and um, stay in touch and enjoy the season. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Starseed Kitchen podcast. For more Starseed Kitchen, visit our website at starseedkitchen.com and follow us on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. Be sure to pick up a jar of my High Vibration Foods organic spices, which you can purchase on starseedkitchen.com. And you can find me and follow along on my cooking adventures on all your favorite social media channels at Whitney Aronoff. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. 
Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.